Welcome to The Barbell Strikes Back. I'm your host, James McDermott, and today's show is coming to you from Woodbine, New Jersey. That's right, Joanna and I are still on vacation. We're just outside of Sea Isle City, for any of you that know the New Jersey Shore area. So this is an official first show that's being recorded and broadcasted in another state. And who knows, I might make a goal of trying to record a podcast in all 50 states. It will take me the rest of my life. It will probably be something that my children and grandchildren have to carry on and finish for me since uh, the world has changed with traveling and I also don't get out much. If there isn't a weightlifting meet in Montana, I might not ever be going to Montana. So uh, this might be something that is unachievable, but it might be cool. Or maybe a secondary goal to try to do is maybe to uh, film or record a podcast with a interviewee from each state. So I'll have to find friends from each state to get on the podcast. I don't know. I'm thinking about all kinds of records and ways that I can PR and on the show because I've been thinking about PRs a lot. Uh, after I did the last episode on our way down here to New Jersey, I started to think about, well, what do I want to talk about on the next show? And the topic of PRs came up into my head. And I started to think about, well, what are my thoughts on PRs? Because I've been claiming all these little mini PRs on the show here whenever I do an in-person interview or something where it's on a different location. And I started to think more deeply on my thoughts for PRs in training and competition. So that's really what we're going to talk about today. Pulling all things from the ethos and from my mind on the topic of PRs. So let's start off with superstitions. I do have some superstitions when it comes to PRs. And the first one is one that it's in everyone's mind. Everyone knows this if you're in the strength or fitness realm, so to say, and that's you don't tie a current PR. Now, before I go deeper into this topic, uh, there may be some background noise on this PR, on this podcast right here. Uh, I'm in a room right now where it's under a bunch of trees and it's been raining here quite a bit. So at any given time, it might sound like uh, I'm being attacked with uh, someone shooting paintballs at me. It kind of sounds like paintballs are hitting the window. Really what it is is a lot of water falling down off the trees onto the roof and it's very, very loud. And I'm also hearing some, uh, some nature calling outside as well because we're kind of like in a very wooded, swampy type area that we're in here in New Jersey. Uh, I'm definitely out of my element as a New Yorker, so to say. And so be ready for that. You might hear some things in the background. I'm not playing any kind of ambient music or anything like that. It's just the sounds of nature here in Woodbine, New Jersey. So anyways, tying PRs. Uh, this is well known. It's a well known taboo that you don't want to tie your current PR, yet it still happens. And if I catch it, which I try to catch it, I try to ask people in Barbell Club and in CrossFit classes, hey, what is your current PR? Whoa, what's that on the bar? That's your current PR? Well, we can't do that. We have fractional plates. We can go up a couple pounds. You know, it doesn't have to be a full two and a half pound jump. Maybe we go up by one pound or two pounds. If we're working in kilos, let's go up a kilo. Whenever I see someone trying to tie their current PR, I think to myself, where have we gone wrong in the athlete-coach relationship that this is happening right now? Because all my athletes know 
we don't want to tie a current PR. So if I come on over to Shop's bar and he has his current PR on the bar and he's going to try to attempt it, then I'm thinking to myself, why, why are you trying to hurt me? Why are you doing this to me? You see, it's changed now. If the weight on the bar is below the current PR, then it's about the athlete. It's about you. If it's above the current PR, then it's still about you. If it's tied at the PR, then in my mind, it's about me now. It's all about me. The focus has shifted to me as the coach and me as an inter individual. And I feel like I'm being personally attacked that there is a tied PR on that bar. So we need to do something about it. We need to uh, uh, figure out what we need to do in terms of strategy to move past that current PR. And, you know, in many regards, there's those little dots. Uh, many regards, to me, I think that if you have a current PR on the bar and it's intentional, you built up to that, you planned out all of your warm-up attempts to that specific number, what that tells me is that you are not confident in going past that number. You've become comfortable with whatever that PR is, and you are afraid of the unknown that comes with a new PR because your current PR is safe. So we need to move past that. Let's say we're doing a snatch and your current PR is 100 pounds or 100 kilos. We'll use 100 for easy math. Maybe when you're plotting out your warm-up attempts, you try to get up to 97 pounds or 98 pounds or those same numbers in kilos and then jump just over that PR of 100 by doing 101 or 102. We have all these different numbers that we can get to with different weight jumps. So we should take advantage of them and try to get there and set a new record for the day. Keep moving the needle forward towards ultimate success on what that next big weight that you want is going to be. So never tie your current PR. Make sure it stays about you as the athlete and make sure you're not offending or attacking your coach personally by going for a PR that you've done before, especially if it's a semi-recent PR. I can see if you've had several years off of training and you're just getting back into things and your old PR was 150 kilos, let's say on the clean and jerk, and it's going to take some time to build back up to that number and you're just a new lifter in general uh, again, then okay, maybe we hit 150 again and establish that as the new baseline. But if it's if you're someone who's been training consistently, there's really no reason to tie that PR unless you've moved past it. Uh, next, superstition. Not ringing the PR bell is bad luck, in my opinion. One, you should have a PR bell in your gym. If you don't, I highly recommend you get one. It makes PRing even more fun. You get to hit that weight, whatever it be, a back squat, uh, a front squat, a snatch, a clean and jerk. It could even be a CrossFit workout. Maybe you PR your friend time. Maybe you get your first pull-up or rope climb. Any of these things are milestones in training and in an athlete's career. So having that ability to get that extra you know, congratulations and announce to the entire world by ringing a PR bell very loudly just makes it even more fun. And that way, everyone in the entire building is alerted to your success. So I highly recommend you get a PR bell, whether it be a wall-mounted one or one that you can just 
pick up and shake around, but not ringing the PR bell. If you have one and you set a PR and you don't acknowledge the PR bell, then I kind of feel like that's a, a, a slight against the PR bell and the PR gods in general. So you always have to go and ring that bell. Uh, it brought you good luck, you know, just from being in the room and you being in its presence. You should ring that PR bell so you have good karma going forward into future PRs. Otherwise, I kind of think it's bad luck. Now, the last little superstition I have, maybe this is more of a pet peeve, but I think it's bad luck to downplay the significance of a PR when you get one because you earned it. You earned it. You did all the hard training that went into getting that PR. And now when you finally get it, you're like, nah, it wasn't good enough. You know, I didn't like the way it looked, which, you know, PRs, P most PRs don't look pretty. A lot of them do, but there's going to be a time where you're putting a weight on the bar or doing an activity that is really going to push your limits because that's what we're trying to do in training. We're trying to push our limits and it's not going to look you know, uh, very aesthetically pleasing, but that's still a, a step forward towards success and accomplishing your goals. So I, it really grinds my gears when athletes will hit a PR and then shake their head and be like, ah, I don't know about that. And it was a, a good lift or you got your chin above the bar or you did a hands and handstand a push up for the first time. And I understand some people are perfectionist and we don't want things to always look ugly or to be a little wobbly, but I've seen people hit a PR on the snatch and do a couple steps forward and then drop it and then shake their head and not be happy with it when they just did a lifetime PR snatch. That was something that you were never able to do in your life and you just did it and you're not happy about it. So I think that's putting negative energy into the universe when it comes to you and your relationship with making PRs. And maybe that starts to trickle into your overall psychology when you are going for big lifts and trying to improve. Well, it's never good enough for you and you're already thinking about, oh, well, how is it gonna look? Is it gonna look pretty enough for Instagram or Facebook? And then maybe you hold back on that lift instead of really expressing your ultimate athletic potential on that lift or whatever that workout is. So you can hold yourself back, I feel, with having that kind of an attitude towards PRs. And it's also bad luck, so don't do it. Now, since we are talking about PRs here, what counts as a PR? Well, if we're talking about, let's say, strength lifts, like a back squat, a strict press, a bench press, then I think full range of motion is definitely going to be on the table. You can't have a high squat and count that as a PR. You have to squat below parallel. Uh, and then you have to stand up all the way. It doesn't have to be a full competition style standard where you have to stand up all the way and pause until someone tells you to rack the bar on your back squat or front squat. Uh, it just has to be full range of motion and some control. If you're doing an overhead press, maybe it's a strict press, then it should be completely strict. No body English, no lifting up on the toes to thrust the bar up over your head. Uh, just lock it out overhead completely with the rest of your body being stationary. If it's a push press, okay, now you can use your legs, but you have to keep the upward momentum on the bar and you can't drop underneath it. If you do that, then that's a jerk. 
uh, if we're talking maybe a pull-up, okay, chin over the bar, arms long at the bottom. If you're doing a workout that's a cross workout, let's say it's Fran, then okay, all or the vast majority of your thrusters should be with that full range of motion standard, squatting below parallel, locking the weight out overhead. And all of your pull-ups should be done in the same way where you're getting your chin above the bar and then your arms are long at the bottom of every single pull-up. And we also do want control. So we don't wanna be having a, let's say a back squat where you're standing and stepping forward and trying to rack the bar at the same time. I do think you need to stand tall and have a fraction of a second of control before you drop that bar or walk it forward to put it into the rack. And I know some people will drop bars behind themselves after back squats and drop it on the floor. I guess that's up for debate. Uh, to me, if you stood up with the weight and returned it to the squat rack, I'm going to lean more towards that is counting for a PR. I don't really like the whole bailing from behind. I think if you took it off of the rack, you should put it back in. Uh, just because if you do do a powerlifting meet, that would definitely not count. And that would also be dangerous because you're going to have a lot of spotters around you. And boy, would that not only be the quickest way to get kicked out of a meet, but probably to get your butt kicked as well if you did that at a, meet, at a powerlifting meet. Uh, so I, I think you, you want to do things that don't lend themselves to bad habits where maybe safety, uh, especially the safety of others, are going to be into play. Now, if we're talking a snatch and a clean and jerk, here's where I can get a little bit more lax. If you get to the bottom of a snatch, and this is a big milestone snatch, and your elbow flickers a little bit, stand up with it. Stand up with it, hold it above your head. That's a training PR. Of course, it's not a competition PR because more than likely the judges would take that lift away, but that would certainly be a training make. And training makes are real things. Uh, so uh, I think it's okay to have an elbow flicker. I do want to see control. So I don't want to see walking all over the place and kind of dropping it before your feet are stationary. And I don't want to see the bar dropped from behind. Uh, I know some people will do that when they hit a PR. Maybe you're trying to be cocky. You know, you're having a little bit of an attitude that day. And you're trying to show off. I'm not, the, I'm not a fan of the dropping it behind. I want to see the bar dropped from in front. So I know I'm mixing some competition standards with some non-competition standards. But I think that for a pure training make, it should be okay, the elbows can flicker a little bit. There's going to be a little bit of a press out. Or maybe on the clean, your elbow taps your knee or something like that, but just stood up with it anyways. Or on the jerk, you had your elbows bent just a little bit, but you pressed it out. I think a press out or something is okay. I think dropping it from behind is not okay. And I think falling to your knees and then getting back up into the squat and standing, while it's a valiant effort, I think um, not okay, not counting it as a PR for the snatch or the clean and jerk. So those are kind of some of the standards, full range of motion. Uh, I know some people are against counting the elbow flicker, you know, the press out uh, on a snatch or a clean and jerk. We've had this debate before in the barbell club class for Albany CrossFit. And my rationale is, okay, if, if Frank clean and jerks, 160 kilos. That's his end of the year goal. That's our training goal. Of course, we want that in competition too. 
But if the very first time he hoists that weight up on his shoulders, stands up with it, hits the jerk, brings his leg back together, and in the process, his elbow bent a little bit, let's say the left elbow, I'm going to take that lift away from him. He's going to tell me to get lost. I'm, and I would never take that lift away from him. Or maybe Schaff snatches 225 pounds for the first time and his elbow bends a little bit and he stands up and drops it and he's excited. The whole class is excited. I'm going to take that lift away from him. No, no. What, what I'm going to do is I'm going to coach. I'm going to say, hey, there was an elbow bend on that, but good job. We, we did it. We went after that lift. We finally got it. Uh, that's a PR for training. And of course, we would want to do better in the future. And as we get stronger and keep training, then we'll start to iron out any little technical deficiency. Because again, PRs aren't going to be perfect. They're not going to be pretty. And you're trying to work at your maximal capacity. So things are going to happen at max capacity. Elbows are going to bend. Just don't drop it behind you. Just don't do anything else that's crazy that could compromise ultimate safety or the safety of others. Now, I do think it's worth noting that PRing in front of people is very important. And here's how I look at PRing in front of people. I know that when we're in the Barbell Club class, if someone's going for a PR, much to the you know, chagrin of the person who's going for the PR, I will announce it to the group. I'll say, hey, everybody, uh, uh, Jen is going for a PR or Haley's going for a PR. Miguel's going for a PR. I'll announce it as loudly as possible to the entire group. And more often than not, I know everyone hates it. I know it's not the most popular thing going on when I announce that you're going for a PR. But it's important that we practice succeeding and failing in front of people, especially if you're thinking about going to meets frequently and qualifying for meets and setting records at meets. You have to be comfortable with people watching you. And the benefit of the barbell club is that there is not one person in the room that doesn't want to see you make that lift. If anything, they're cheering for you. They're making a lot of noise. The energy in the room ramps up for a little bit. And that's everyone trying to feed you their energy. So I know not everyone likes it when I do that or when I pull out the camera, but you have to be able to succeed under pressure. And that certainly ramps up the pressure just a little bit. And you also have to be willing and able to deal with failing in front of people. We don't always make all the PRs we go for. It's not a given. So if I announce to the room, hey, everybody, Diana's going for a PR and everyone gets all ramped up, people stop lifting. So that's another nice thing. People will stop their set if Diana was on the bar before them, showing that respect for their teammate. Diana will set up. She'll go for the snatch PR. If she makes it, we're all happy. And now that puts some positive energy into the room for other people to succeed. And if she misses it, all right, well, good try. At least you went for it. And that also puts positive energy into the room because we all saw Diana go for it. And of course, sometimes there are lifts where we don't go for it, or you just pick up the bar and you deadlift it and you say, what was that? You know, or, or other, other words that I won't repeat on the podcast. I won't use specific examples, but <laughs> there are some funny moments where PRs kind of go awry. So I think it's very, very important to practice succeeding and failing in front of people. That will definitely help you 
in a competition setting. And if you're lifting alone, you know, some of us on the team lift alone and other people out there listening lift alone. You could live stream it. You know, you could pop onto social media and now you don't know who's going to be tuning in to watch you lift and just do your lift. Now, now it feels like there's eyes on you. And another thing that I'll do sometimes if I'm maybe doing a little mock meet by myself or I want to put pressure on a lift, I'll just announce to an empty room, uh, James McDermott, PR attempt, or James McDermott, first attempt, X weight loaded on the bar. You know, I'll just kind of take myself through that. And it does add a little bit of extra pressure to that attempt because I'm trying to be used to that pressure. And if you never put it on yourself, then you may have trouble overcoming it when it does pop up in an actual competition. So get that practice PRing in front of people or at least going for it. And another good strategy here when it comes to PRs would be PRing different styles of lifts. You know, there was a time where I wasn't able to do full squat snatches or full cleans or even the split jerk uh, or maybe more of a push jerk. So what I would do is I would just start training other styles of lifts. Maybe I would do just power snatches and power cleans if we're talking weightlifting uh, for a training cycle. And I'll get new PRs for those lifts. Or maybe if I couldn't squat or bend my knee at all when I had my knee and hip injury a few years ago, then I would just do muscles, muscle snatches, muscle cleans. Maybe it's off the blocks. And before you know it, I had all these different records for all these different types of snatches and clean and jerks. And I started to let that trickle out a little bit into competition. Yeah, I'm injured, but I still want to lead my team. And I want to lead by example and show that, yes, you can go out and still do a weightlifting meet. No, I'm not going to be at my full capacity, but I have these lift variations that are safe given what's going on with me right now. And I want to throw on the singlet and do what I'm asking you to do. Uh, if we're all going to a weightlifting meet. So I had for a time there, I had some power snatch and power clean PRs in or benchmarks that I set and then PR them later in competition. I had split snatches, uh, split cleans even, maybe a split clean push jerk combo, and then a split clean split jerk combo. I had all these different combos of different variations of the lifts outside of muscle variations, because you can't do that in a competition. It's illegal. You have to make an effort to drop under the bar. And that just had me with all sorts of different training PRs and different competition PRs. And it was fun just to be able to show up and be like, well, what am I going to do today? And what am I going to try to PR? And you know, next thing you know, I'm, I'm one me, I'm PRing my power snatch. The next me, I'm PRing my split snatch. And it just made going to meets fun. And I, I will say, from a coaching standpoint, it took some of the pressure off as well on, okay, I have 10 lifters with me at this meet. That's 10 people I have to be uh, uh, emotionally involved with. You know, every little thing that they're feeling, any stresses that they're going through, I'm also going through. Uh, and also not being able to maybe do my warm-ups the way I want to, not being able to have time to stretch. Because typically when I go to a meet, I have someone in every session. And if I also have someone in the same session that I'm in, it's nice to be able to give them a little bit more attention 
and take some of the pressure off of me by maybe moving to a different variation of the lift where I don't have to be as emotionally involved in it for myself, which I'm, I'm not able to do that with a full snatch, but a power snatch or a split snatch, yeah, we can get there. Um, and then we can try to maybe go for a PR, have some fun with it. So that is just kind of a strategy I've used in the past when I've had a busy competition where I'm coaching a lot of athletes, maybe I'm injured, but also I want to go and lift myself. So just a little, little coaching strategy there. And in terms of coaching strategy, when it does come to setting PRs, if we're in training, I like to abide by the three strikes and you're out rule. So if we've done our main work for the day, you put in that effort, your homework is done. Now you're feeling good and you want to go for that PR. Okay, let's do a couple jumps. Let's put it on the bar. Let's see what we can do. But you got three strikes and then we should move on because we have more training to do. We have, if we're doing snatches, we got to do clean and jerks. If we're doing clean and jerks, we might have to squat or do accessory lifts. And we don't want to see the time get away from us where we can't do that other work. And I would say, you know, so, you know, there are going to be times when you're going to go for those 15 attempts. You know, I've done that before. I've talked about doing that on the show before. It shouldn't be an all the time thing. That's where I think the three strikes and you're out rule really comes into play. It lets the athlete know that there's always going to be an opportunity to go for a PR if they're feeling it. Uh, I think from a programming standpoint, you always want to leave the door to opportunity open or at least have it unlocked and have that relationship with your lifters and athletes that know that, hey, if the time feels right, we can go for it. And I think that's where it's important as a coach that you listen to what your athlete is saying, but then you also look at their movement to see if what they're saying matches the way that they're moving. Because it might not. They may be saying, hey, I'm feeling really good today. And then they make that, that clean look like it's the heaviest thing they've ever done. And it's more of like an 80% or an 85% lift. And they made it look like 110%. And they just grind it up and be like, you know what, man, I don't think a PR is in the cards today. Let's save it for next time. And it might be the complete opposite. Maybe you're the one who's encouraging a PR. Maybe you're like, you know what, you're looking really good today. And the athlete's not confident in that day. They're like, oh, I don't know. I'm just tired today. I don't know if I can do this. The workout's been kicking my butt. Well, then you can make a decision to go with that. Or if it's looking really apparent that, hey, we, we need to strike while the iron's hot. We need to go for this today because it is on today. Then you might need to do the encouraging for the athlete. Like their, their movement and words aren't matching up. And we're looking for a perfect match. And then you have as, as a coach have to make that decision on where to go. And one example would be Diana's recent snatch of 120 pounds. She snatched 120 pounds last week. She wasn't really feeling it. She wasn't sure if she was going to go for it, but I was seeing the way she's moving and it, we need to do it. We just snatched 115 pounds for a couple reps from the hips and that's her PR from the floor. So she's PRing from the hips and throwing around her current record from the floor like it's a rag doll, like it's just a warm-up weight. So that was definitely a time where it's like, all right, she may not be feeling it, but I'm realizing she might not be feeling it because the lifts from the hang that we're doing are so difficult that it, it doesn't seem like that lift from the floor is going to be possible. 
because we were doing a couple lifts from the hang and then one lift from the floor. And she had tapped out at 115. Yes, she hit her PR from the floor, but that's because it was involved in a workout and complex where we're trying to max out from the hip. So that was just the, the way the workout was, was going. And that's when I was like, you know what? We need to go up to 120. And actually, we may not have even hit 115 from the floor. We might have just hit it for the lifts from the hips. I think it was doubles. And then bumped up to 120 for that lift from the floor to get the PR. I'm pretty sure that's how it went down. So you just got to, as a coach, kind of figure it out. What's going to work best today for the athlete and see if what they're saying matches up to their movement. And PRs are a powerful motivational tool for athletes. You know, it, it keeps them going, especially when training is tough. If you can PR doing really hard training, that's motivation to keep doing really hard training, uh, as opposed to maybe you've been through a little PR drought. And I think that's why it's beneficial as well to have many different things you're trying to PR on. You know, you have your triples, doubles, and singles from the hips, from above the knees on the hang, from at the knees on the hang, from below the knees on the hang. You've got all sorts of different block positions. You've got powers and then powers off of blocks. You've got the full lifts from the floor, triples, doubles, and singles. That's a ton of different variations right there where if someone's having a tough day, maybe you switch it up or you just program in a way that cyclically goes through those different types of lifts and people are consistently making progress by maxing out different styles of lifts. And the beauty of it is, well, if you're not going to max out on that day, if you're not feeling it, well, you're still working on triples or doubles. You're still getting in that volume work, still getting the bar in your hands. And at the very least, you're still practicing weightlifting if that's the activity we're doing or you're practicing powerlifting or practicing CrossFit. You can always adjust the workout to be a practice focus or maybe more of a strength focus or more of a max effort focus. It's really, it comes down to having a, a general plan and then having that conversation with your athletes. And that's the beauty of group programming. We're all on the same program, but we might not all be doing the same things. You know, I might talk to someone and they just, they didn't get a good night's sleep. They haven't eaten all day. We need to work on correcting that. Okay, let's make an adjustment. Let's stay at X percentage. That's where I would ultimately want you at for the day. And let's put in the work versus someone else is going to come in and they're like, I had the best, best night of sleep in my life. I went to a buffet earlier. I got, I got breakfast buffet. I got pancakes, all kinds of things. I'm feeling good. Let's go for it. Yeah. And then they're chugging down some energy drink and, and it's like, all right, yeah, let's, let's go for it. You're, you're the boss because this is your training and training should be fun. And I'm going to make sure I keep you in the reins. I'm going to make sure that you're not going to go too crazy with anything, but I'm going to still try to guide you towards success on whatever success means for the day. And this is uh, talking about again, how PRs are a power, powerful motivation tool for athletes, well, it's even tenfold for youth athletes. Like our youth athlete, Bella, she loves the PR. She wants to keep adding weight. And that's kind of the carrot that I've been dangling throughout her training is like, okay, the next time you come in, we're going to try to go for a PR. And that might mean we're going to put an extra half a pound on the bar or an extra pound on the bar. But she knows when she comes in, 
we're going to be doing something different because for her doing sets and reps at X percentage, one, we don't have a true max, so to say, we don't know what her ultimate potential is. And that's something that we won't find for some time just because she's so new at the sport and such a new athlete uh, in general on doing these skills, but putting that half a pound on the bar and then her making it because I know she can clear, clearly make it. We're making super small jumps. Then when I announced to the team right there in the room, Bella just PR'd, that's her time to shine. That's like the, you're getting all the attention. You're getting all the accolades. You're seeing everyone from across the room, people that she probably looks up to. That's another thing that you need to think about for a youth athlete. She definitely looks up to everyone in the room. They're doing what she wants to ultimately do. When she sees Haley doing uh, uh, heavy cleans or she sees Diana PRing her snatch or she sees how fast Jen is moving or she hears Shaf yelling from across the room, really going after a lift. Any of these people, she's like, man, they're doing what I want to do. And I have that prior knowledge as a coach because she used to tell us all the time when we had her focusing more on the strength lifts, when do I get to do that? When do I get to do the snatch and the clean jerk? And we told her, well, when, when you've got the flexibility and when you can move the right way and you show us that you're ready for those lifts, we'll do them. And she worked super hard to show us that she was ready and she is now. She's got great split jerk technique, by the way. She's a natural split jerker, so I'm pretty excited about that. Um, we need to fine tune some things, but she, she gets it. And that's a whole other podcast all on it on its own. But she wants to do it. I know she's motivated and she wants to keep pushing the needle forward and getting that little PR. So I know she can come in, we'll do our main work for the day. Then we bump it up a couple pounds. We go for that PR, everyone's celebrating, everyone's having a good time. And she is amped up to come in for the next training session. So guys, those are all of my thoughts or at least some of them at the moment. I'm sure I'll think of more things in time on PRs. A uh, couple closing things is just, again, remember, have fun when you're training. Have fun going for PRs. If, if you're having uh, maybe some downtime in your life where things aren't going the right way and putting on that extra weight on the bar makes you happy, if that makes a big change in your life, remember why you're training in the first place. Like, Are you training because you want to make world teams or go to nationals or anything else like that. If, if you do, then we might need to take a different route. If you're training for recreation and weightlifting is something that makes you a better person, which in many ways that might be even more important. If it makes you stronger in life and your job and your other relationships, or maybe just putting an extra kilo on the bar is going to be the thing that keeps you sane today, knowing that at least that's one thing you had control over and you went for it, whether you got it or not, it was important to you, then okay, let's, let's do it. Let's remember why we're training. Let's have fun training. It's going to be different for everybody. Let's also remember that PRs are never guaranteed. You know, there will be plenty of days where you PR and there'll be even more days where you're just training for future PRs. They're not guaranteed you still have to earn them and you still have to put in the work that goes into getting them ultimately. Uh, go for it when you're going for PR attempts, try to throw away any negative doubt and get that practice of PRing in front of other people. 
if you're lifting in the corner of a CrossFit gym or a global gym and you don't have a team with you like we do at Albany CrossFit with the Barbell Club, then maybe you tell the person on the Smith machine to your right or whoever's over there, you know, when they're not lifting, don't interrupt their set. Say, hey, man, I'm going for PR. Can you watch this? Just get some eyes on you and you'll, you'd be surprised how that changes the lift and how it changes you as a lifter. Uh, be fierce. The last thing that that PR should see before it dies is your angry and determined face. And also one last thing I'll leave you with is um, get a good song um, to PR to, you know, have, have that power song. I remember when I was really into running, uh, I, I had those, the Nike free shoes. And this is where you would put the little chip in under the sole of the shoe, which really like when I think about it now, I was kind of like microchipping myself so you could track my every move in the world. If anyone was trying to track my movements, I'm doing it for you. But that was the big thing back in the early 2000s was the Nike freeze with that little chip. And then you had the app on your iPhone and you had to have the little attachment that goes into the bottom of your iPhone and you could log your running miles. And every now and then you would hit the middle button to get your power song going. And that was a song where if you started to drag during your run or you were coming up on a big hill, you'd hit that power song. It would come on, it amp you up and you can get through that portion of your workout. So have a power song on hand, on your playlist, on your headphones or, or wherever you're going to do it. Uh, I know for me, a big, P, a big power song is uh, for whom the bell tolls, which is quite fitting all things considered with uh, PR bells by Metallica. That is just a song. That's a song that'll get me going. That's a song I want to put on. I want to hear that bell ringing, you know, and I want to hear the, the riffs. I want to hear the hard grinding on that music. And then I'm going to go and attack that bar when it's time for PR. That was always my, P, uh, my uh, power song uh, when I was powerlifting. And it's one of my power songs now while I'm weightlifting. So have that PR power song so it can help you. And guys, that is it. That's it for today's show. And I will say right now, I'll announce on the show, I don't have a bell to ring. I'll just tap the table that this show was a PR. Not only was it a PR because of the location, but it's a PR in the sense that this is the first time other than an interview that I've done a solo show without having to start and stop recording multiple times. This is a one-time single take because I am a perfectionist and I am a crazy person where if I stutter on my words or something didn't come out right, I will completely stop. I'll stop this show 20 minutes in and completely redo it. And Joanna knows how much of a crazy person I am because she has to listen to me do this over and over and over starting the show. Welcome to the Barbell Strikes Back over and over and over. So today's goal for me was to do this in one take be happy with it and move on with my life and put on the effort and have the focus to do it in one shot. So PR to me, hopefully I did a good job. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. If you did make sure to head on over to the barbell strikes back on Instagram, follow the show, follow me, James A. McDermott, and I will talk to you again very, very shortly. Thank you until next time.